this morning. Um, we have Shauna's going to give a testimony about uh, just God's provision in her life. So if you can come up while we're taking up the offering. Most of you knew my first husband, Alan. Um, he died in 04. I was left with a debt that I never thought I could pay. I trusted God. I kept writing on notes every day saying, God, this is the amount of money I need. I need this to make it through. I kept doing that. But then I started listening to Joel Olstein and Joseph Prince asking God to move a mountain. So I kept putting it forth saying, God, move that mountain. Move that mountain of debt for me. And it just looked like I couldn't touch it. But yet I knew every month what I needed to make, not knowing, not trusting God that he already knew the day that it would be. I knew that I would not be able to see my house paid for till next year sometime. I got a letter in the mail in July that said my last house payment would be made August 17th, 2018, on my first husband's birthday. When I called the bank, I said, this can't be right. She said, we can't answer you. But in 2014, a whole entire year had been paid, but nobody could tell me who. Again, it happened in 16. And I said, it can't be. It can't be. She said, none of us have a record of it, but it's done. I got my deed to my house on the 17th of August, saying, glory be to you, God, because I kept saying, move that mountain. So I thank God because those mountains can be moved. Amen. God is good, amen. This morning, just as we look at the Word, uh, sometimes I give you my little journey. I prepared about three different sermons this week, and all of them ended up, well, I ended up where I'm at today. So uh, I think God was leading us to a place um, that we need to be. You know, it's a season um, of life where things can just get busy. School started, right? So now we've got to worry about picking the kids up, dropping them off. We've got to worry about this and that. Uh, we're going we're gonna to be traveling a little bit. There's so much going on. I mean, there's just always so much going on. And I think I thought out my life was busy, and then I had four kids. And then I hear my four kids are going to get older, and then my life's going to get busier. And then you get grandkids and your life get even busier. So I don't know. I mean, look at Roy and Donna. I mean, we're there watching football in Colorado again, I think. But, but, you know, I mean, just the busyness of life. People tell us all the time. I can't tell you how many times people tell me to savor the moments and enjoy my kids. I don't do a lot of savoring right now. I, look, I do a lot of looking forward to. You know what I mean? Like looking forward to when they're bigger and they're not throwing fits and Graham's in this habit of, I want this, I don't want this. So he'll say, I want the Bible, so I'll give him the Bible. He'll say, I don't want that. So then he screams about that. I was like, no, pleasing the kid. 
And, and I mean, people are telling me in that moment where my son's screaming, yes, no, yes, no, I don't want this, I want this. I'm supposed to savor this? There's nothing about this moment I want to relive. But I'm going to miss it? What am I missing? Like, really, what, what about this am I going to miss? But as I was getting ready for the sermon this morning, and as I was just preparing for, for where I believe God wants us to be, really this idea of just, hey, just stop. Just, what are you missing? What do we miss because of all that's going on? Because of what we're looking forward to or what we're looking backwards at? What are we missing that's happening right now, that's happening today, that's happened this week or this month or this year in our lives? There's so much that we just, we just miss. And I really felt like God was saying, rather than preach those sermons that I thought I was supposed to, hey, why don't we just hit pause? Why don't we go and do something pretty simple? I want to start with a, with a psalm this morning. I want to read through a psalm. The book of Psalms are written mostly by David, who was, who was known for the way he praised God, for his heart. He was a man after God's own heart. That's who he was. I want to read a particular psalm. It's Psalm chapter 103 this morning. And just listen to what that psalm is saying. To follow the instruction of the psalm because it really is bringing us to a simple place. We're going to a very simple place today. But often we miss the simple places. Psalm chapter 103, I'm going to pray. Father, I I thank you for the opportunity to be in your word this day. I thank you for what you've already accomplished in this place. I thank you for the plans that you have for us this day. I pray for our hearts and minds as we gather. I pray that they would be focused upon you. Cleanse us, Lord, from anything that would stand in the way of hearing from you this day. God, I pray that the word brings life to each and every one of us. I yield myself my heart, my mind, my thoughts, my words to you, asking God for your very will to be accomplished in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. This psalm might sound familiar. It may or may not. I don't know. It says, Praise the Lord, O my soul, all my inmost being. Praise His holy name. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. He who forgives all your sins and heals all your, your diseases. He who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion. Who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth may be renewed like the eagles. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. He has made known his ways to Moses, his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve, 
or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above, so great is his love for those who fear him. In verse 12, it says, as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows how we are formed, and he remembers that we are dust. As for man, his days are like grass. He flourishes like a flower in the field. The wind blows over it, it's gone, and its place remembers it no more. But from everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with those who fear him, and his righteousness with our children's children, with those who keep his covenant and remember to obey his precepts. The Lord has established his throne in heaven, and his kingdom rules over all. Praise the Lord, you his angels, you mighty ones who do his bidding, who obey his word. Praise the Lord, all his heavenly host, you his servants who do his will. How much do we miss? I don't know about you, but as I read those words, or as I read those words, I start thinking about how much am I missing. I don't know if we miss because we're conditioned to, or we're just ignorant of, or whatever, but but are we really missing, are we not recognizing what God has done? I was talking to some guys in Bible study this week, um, we had some riders, there were some pastors that went on a missions bike ride and they ride to raise some money for missions and they rode from Shadron to Crawford and so we gave them a meal Monday night and they came in right around the sunset and so uh, they got to see the sunset over Saddle Rock out here out west and my DYD took a picture of it and talked about how beautiful it was and the the other riders are from, from eastern Nebraska so all the scenery, everything they were looking at was just different. It was beautiful to them. Do we, rem- do we miss that? Like, do we get so conditioned to where we're at that we don't actually see the beauty that's around us? My illustration of my life, I went to Ecuador on a mission trip once, and we were driving through the Andes Mountains. I mean, talk about crazy. Uh, and we're going up roads, and we're going down roads, and we're in a bus that I thought we were going to die. You get saved when you're on a mission trip in a foreign country because they drive like crazy. So you're going to make sure you're right with Jesus. Anyway, we're driving, and there's this old shack on the side of a hill with like two or three waterfalls around it. And I'm thinking, does this guy realize how beautiful his place really is? Or does he wake up every day and think, ah, It's just life. So many times we become so conditioned or just so unaware of all that God's doing and and the beauty that truly is in our lives. We don't take time to recognize. We don't stop and think. We don't realize all that God has been doing and we really miss the beauty that is. I can tell you the first time I saw the, the, the sun set on the, on the buttes. I stopped. I grabbed my wife, you know, I had one of those nice romantic moments. It was, it was before kids, right? I mean, you could stop and look at a butte in the sunset. 
Now I got yes, no, yes, no, I don't care about the sunset. This morning, I think God just wants us to just stop. I read a psalm. And I'm telling you, as we look through this psalm, it's incredible what those words just communicated. The promises that, that David is illuminating, the reasons to praise God that he's speaking about. We read those words, and I wonder if we were just sitting there saying, well, well. We sing songs in worship. We're, we're singing to God. We're singing to the, to the I Am, the one who spoke everything we see into existence. And sometimes I think we just miss it. What am I missing? Psalm 103, it started, Praise the Lord, O my soul. All my inmost being, praise His holy name. How is David... Praising God. He's reminding him himself. I gotta praise God with, with everything. Praise the Lord, oh my soul. Everything that's inside of me. It's not just a, a little stop and think. It's not just the spiritual side of me on Sunday morning when, when we're in worship, but this is praise the Lord, oh my soul, all that's within me. That's the good, the bad, the ugly, right? That's the stuff that smells good and the stuff that smells bad. With everything in me, I want to praise God. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not His benefits. I don't want to miss I don't want to forget all He's done. Has God worked in your life? Has God met needs? Has God moved mountains? Has God helped? Has God revealed? Has God demonstrated? Has God come alongside? Has God blessed you? Has He multiplied? Has He increased in your life? How much have you forgotten? Today is not a day to forget, but today is a day to remember. Today is not a day to to neglect, but today is a day to recognize what God is doing in your life. Let me tell you, God is alive and active. He's working in your life. Let me tell you, God has brought benefits in your life. Don't forget them. David's saying to himself, I'm looking at myself in the mirror. David says, praise the Lord, all of me. And don't forget, now don't forget... You ever got to make reminders for yourself? Don't forget. Got to write this down. Don't forget. Don't miss what God has been doing. What does David praise the Lord for? Why? Why praise? Why does David praise? I mean, the first thing David's wrestling with. Why does David praise? He says, and this is in my notes, I can't do anything right, I keep messing up. Why praise when I can't do anything right? When I keep falling back on the same failures? When I keep being in the same place that I, want, that I don't want to be? When I keep wrestling with flesh and doing what I don't want to do and not doing what I want to do? Why praise? 
Why praise when I'm in one of those places where it seems like sin is winning? Why praise? Because He forgives all your sins. David says, I'm going to praise the Lord with all that is within me. Why? Because He forgives all of my sin. How much is all? If I'm going to take all your money, how much do you have left? Walt, get your wallet out. (laughs) He forgives all your sin. Talk about something to praise God for. He forgives it all. How does he forgive your sin? In this same chapter, he does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far as he removed our transgressions from us. He forgives all your sin. How? Completely. I tell you what, I need to praise God because my sin's been forgiven. That's like the sin this morning. You know what I mean? The bad thoughts I had today. (laughs) He's forgiven me, amen? I can praise God because I've been forgiven as far as the east is from the west. David found reason to praise. He didn't want to forget the benefits. Why? Why praise? We talked about you keep messing up. What about when everything else seems wrong? Been there? When the country music song comes to life? Your Ford truck isn't running and your tractor's not so sexy and, and, your, and your wife ran away with uh, whoever? I mean, you know what I'm talking about? Why praise? Huh? Do we get there? Do we let the circumstance determine how we're going to praise God? We struggle praising because we can't find a reason to praise? Because we've forgotten all of His benefits? Because our circumstance has decided what we focus upon? Let me tell you, we got a God. He heals all your diseases. My praise isn't defined by what's wrong. My praise praise is defined by what's right. Yes, your circumstance may not be great, but let me tell you what the truth says. Let me tell you there's hope in Jesus Christ for your circumstance. Let me tell you the Word of God says that we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. Let me tell you, he, He said that we'll be victorious. That means we win. Yeah, these light and momentary troubles. Remember we talked about Paul and what those were? They don't endure the truth, the foundation, the reality of God's Word. He heals your diseases. Isaiah chapter 53, He took up our infirmities He carried our sorrows, yet we considered him stricken stricken by God, smitten by him, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. 
The punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds were healed. His way, his word is what's right. It's not about what the world... You know, the scripture, God is defined as the author and finisher, right? Who gets to choose how the book ends? The reader or the author? I mean, you might be reading a book and you might be wondering where in the world this thing's going. There ain't no way this is going to end in the right place. He's the author. Sometimes we have to trust in, in the one who's writing rather than what we're seeing. We have to remember his benefits in the midst of our sorrows. Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom, healing every disease and sickness among the people. God determines. God has, has written. He heals our disease. Why praise? Yeah, we talked about... We have sin. Yeah, we talked about... We have rough places. Why praise? I mean, the Huskers lost yesterday and their quarterbacks hurt. Seriously, how can we praise Jesus now? I mean, right, Ryan? I mean, it's going to be another long season. How can we praise in the middle of this pit? I mean, we just survived Mike Riley in in subpar football right now, and now what are we going to do? You ever get there in life? Yeah, that might not be your pit. Your pit might be your garden that didn't grow this year. Your pit might be the other things in your life that are going wrong. That place where you seem to be under all that's going on. You seem to be trapped by the circumstance or the surroundings that you're in. There's nothing you can do about it. I'm not going to suit up and play quarterback for the, for the Huskers. Why praise? Because it says in Psalm 103, verse 4, He redeems your life from the pit. I don't know if you've ever been stuck in a pit. I have to imagine if you're stuck in a pit for a long time and someone comes along and pulls you out, you're probably going to say thank you. You might even hug them. Man, how many pits has God brought you up out of? How many times has he pulled you out of that, that mire, that mud, all that muck that was going on around you, and we just went on? We missed it. He redeems your life from the pit. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. In Psalm 107, it says, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Who? Let the redeemed of the Lord say this. Who's the redeemed of the Lord? Who has he redeemed? I've been redeemed from the pit of sin that was in my life. Those he redeemed from the hand of the foe. Those he gathered from the lands from the east and west, north and south. Some wandered in the desert and wastelands, finding no way to a city where they could settle. They were hungry and thirsty. Their lives ebbed away. They cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. Sometimes I wonder how many times we cry help, God helps, and we forget. How many times we, we cry out in our distress 
because of whatever we're facing, whatever the circumstance may be, however deep the pit may feel, we cry out, God helps, and we forget. Why praise? Because He's redeemed you from the pit. Why does David praise? I love this next one. Sorry. I got little kids, remember, and my, my daughter's seven years old. It's coronation day. You know that? You know what I'm saying? Michelle knows. You ever seen you ever seen uh Frozen? A little girl, her sister's gonna be the princess, and she wakes up and she's all excited and she's running around the house screaming, It's coronation day, it's coronation day, and she sings this little ditty because it's coronation day. She's excited about what's coming because, because her sister's going to get a crown placed upon her. Let me tell you, it's coronation day. David says, I praise because it's coronation day. I praise because this isn't just another Sunday. This isn't just another day. This is a day to be crowned. He crowns you with love and compassion. Levi this morning we have a crown that I got on Amazon real cheap, and he wanted to wear it. And so he's wearing this massive crown around our house this morning. Graham wanted to put it on, just falls over his face, you know? But, but there's something about wearing crowns that compels us. Let me tell you that God today wants to crown you with love and compassion. Let me tell you that God's got a crown to place upon your head. He says you're royal, you're, you're, you're royalty, you're important enough, and it's full of love and compassion. He wants to place that upon your head. That's your identity. How many people see a king and don't recognize his crown? He crowns you with love and compassion. This whole entire chapter, the Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. For as high as the the heavens are above the earth, so great is His love for those who fear Him. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear Him. But from everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with those who fear Him, and His righteousness is with their children's children. Let me tell you this morning, God desires to crown you with love and compassion. He loves you. Why praise? Because He loves you. Why praise? Because He loves you. How much? As high as the heavens above the earth. So great is His love for you. How much does He love you? He loves you so much, He sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to die so that your sin, that which keeps you away from Him, can be forgiven. God loves you. What are we missing? How much do we miss? How don't we praise when we think about how much God loves us? How do we keep silent? Why praise? Well, I praise when I'm hungry and pastor won't be quiet. David says, he satisfies your desires with good, with good things. He satisfies. 
God will satisfy your desire. God has satisfied your desire. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing. That means it doesn't fail love and his wonderful deeds for men. For he satisfies the thirsty and he fills the hungry with good things. Jesus declared, I'm the bread of life. He who comes to me will never grow hungry. And he who believes in me will never be thirsty. God is a God who satisfies. Stupid pastor analogies. You sit down, you have a piece of good apple pie, and you don't say thank you to the baker. Come to someone's house and they put a nice steak on the plate and you don't even thank the one who provided. It's easier to thank the baker or the the griller than it is the maker and creator. He satisfies you. He satisfied you. Why praise? I just turned 40. It's all downhill from here. Right? Three weeks ago, something like that. I mean, how can I praise now? God, I can't even lift my arms without my shoulders hurting. I mean, why praise now? (laughs) My life's over. It's all finished. David reminds you that your youth will be renewed like the eagles. Why praise? Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is an everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary. His understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary. He increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary. The young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on winds like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Why can I praise God? Because my wellness, my well-being is not determined by my number or how I feel. God has promised to renew me. God has promised to give me strength. You guys can come forward. Why praise? I mean, really, it's just another Sunday in September. Maybe you've made all the wrong choices. Maybe your life seems like everything is in the wrong place. Maybe you feel like you're trapped in a pit and you're still consumed because the Huskers lost a football game. Maybe you're defined by by the number or you're feeling too old or too weak or too sorry or whatever else. Maybe you're hungry and thirsty and you feel like you just can't find enough food to eat. Let me tell you today not to forget his benefits. Let me tell you, just like David started, look in a mirror and say to yourself, no, I will praise I'm not going to praise just with my mouth. I'm not going to praise just because of the words on the screen. I'm going to praise because of what God has done for me. I'm not going to forget. I'm not going to miss. I'm going to praise. Walt read in Philippians... Chapter 4, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I'll say rejoice. 
Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Don't be anxious, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends understanding, will guard your heart and minds in Christ Jesus. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Forget not His benefits. Let me tell you, God has been working in your life. Let me tell you, God has been moving. Let me tell you, God has, has, has been ministering. Whether you've seen it or not, take a moment today, say to yourself, hey, self, with everything, I want to praise God. I want to forget. God, if I forget something, point it out, show me, illuminate it, whatever it means. I remember my salvation. I remember my forgiveness. I remember what you've done. I remember how you've satisfied. I remember, remember the, the way you redeemed my life. I remember the crown that you placed upon my head. I remember the, the, the place that you put me, the strength that you gave me. And I say, thank you, God. I was telling my wife just this week, how many times have I neglected to thank God for, for the blessings he's given me in my children? I can become consumed with their fits or their, their problems or whatever else, but God gave me four great kids. When was the last time I just said, God, thank you for my healthy kids. Thank you for kids that love me and, and, and kids that, 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 that have potential to do great things. God, thank you for, for, for your provision, for my, my house being paid for, for my wife, for all these things. We go through life and we just, we just stop. We don't stop. This morning, I want you to praise God. I want you to forget not His benefits. How do you praise God? However you want. I'm going to tell you, oftentimes praise comes through words. Thank God for what He's done. Whatever is pure, whatever is noble, whatever, whatever is admirable, think about these things. Whatever is praiseworthy, think about those things. The peace of God then that transcends understanding will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. God, I thank you for the opportunity this morning to praise you. Let me not forget. Let me not forget. Help me not miss what you've done and what you're doing. Psalm says that everything that has breath, praise the Lord. I pray, God, that every one of us in our way this morning, through our prayers, through our words, through song, we can praise you, God, for what you've done in us and through us. Help us to be praiseworthy people, to be people of praise in Jesus' name. God is good, amen? Praise God, amen? Praise God for what he's done, amen? May you live in praise this week. May, may praise rise up in the circumstance, in the situation, in the midst of the, the mistakes, in the midst of the problems, in the midst of the pit. May praise rise. May we be a people of praise, forgetting not His benefits, not missing what God is doing on our behalf because He loves us. The Lord bless you and keep you. May His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May He turn His face towards you and grant you His peace. And may you praise God with everything. 
May you not forget what he's done. May you see all that he's doing. Amen? Be blessed.